This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Hello, everyone, again, of course, from Lineup Media Studios. This is The Drop Podcast. And I am your host, Lance Descott. It's fun doing these podcasts, but it's even more fun when the Blues are playing well. And they are playing very, very well. Going into last night's game against the Blackhawks, they had won two out of three. They were able to beat the Anaheim Ducks. They lost to Colorado, of course, in a very disappointing fashion. A couple bad bounces, and they lost four to one. But they were able to come back and beat the Rangers in the previous game 4-3. to three. They would take on the Blackhawks last night. And everyone knows, it doesn't matter if both teams are doing very well. It doesn't matter if one team is number one in the league and the other team is the worst team in the league. They're always entertaining games. They're always fun to watch. They can be physical. They can be back and forth. This game was a little physical, but it was back and forth, up and down. But it was an exciting game. You never felt like the Blues were out of it, even when they were behind. They did get behind in this game, but they were able to come back and win 5-4 to in overtime. I am so excited. I wasn't able to sleep last night, so I wanted to get into the studio and get this done and was just so happy to talk about a Blues victory. Let's go ahead and get into the highlights of the game. The Blues came out. They didn't look bad at first. But Chicago kind of took advantage of a few mistakes, defensive mistakes, and they were able to get ahead two to nothing in the first period. The Brinkett, top of the right wing circle. Out for Duncan Keith. Switching spots with Schmaltz. The Brinkett with a shot. He scores! For Alex the Brinkett, his 23rd goal of the season. But it's hard to stop if you can't see the puck. And a nice job by Schmaltz moving the puck and Hayden with an excellent screen. The Brinkett blows it by the screen. And there's not much Jake Allen's going to be able to do on that because he doesn't see the puck till it's past him. What a screen by Hayden. Fantastic job by the Hawks working the offensive blue line and eventually getting the puck to the back of the net. Final minute, first period. Here comes Yurko with the Brinkett. Off the Brinkett just wide. Puck comes in front. They score! Number two for Debrinkett. And Kenny's so important to know the time on the clock. One defenseman back. Colton Pareko's not back. Alex Petrangelo is. They get the initial opportunity. Debrinkett didn't score. Through the body of Jake Allen. I don't know if Thomas Yurko or Anisimov gets a stick on it, but I think that'll be Debrinkett's goal. Oh, yeah, that's Debrinkett's goal for sure. But that two-on-one, I don't know why Colton Pareko was up the ice and nobody was back helping out Alex Petrangelo. Led to a two-on-one. So the Blues go out of the first period down two to nine nothing. That first goal by Debrinkit, Jake Allen really couldn't see it. Not much he could do with it. It was a power play goal. That's his 23rd goal of the year. Schmaltz gets his 28th assist. Duncan Keith gets his 29th assist. 13 minutes, 7 seconds in, and the Blues are down one to nothing. That second goal is just inexcusable. Totally inexcusable. 
You can't give up goals that late in a period. They just kill you going into the locker room. And you're either going to come out and play great or you're going to come out and fall apart. But it was just not a good goal to give up. That would be Debrinkit's 24th goal of the year. Yurko gets his third assist of the year. Osterley gets his ninth assist. The Blackhawks even outshot the Blues 13-8. to The Blues did have a few good opportunities, but they just weren't able to put anything past Beribe. But going into the second period, they didn't panic. They came out very, very strong in that second period. They would get the first two goals in the period to tie it to one from Steen and one from the youngster Dunn, who had a great game. One minute gone on this St. Louis power play. Shen with the puck once again, watched by Saad. Out to Dunn. Now Shen across, Petrangelo. For Dunn, a shot. Score! Power play goal. Cutting the Blackhawks lead in half. That's how you spell relief if you're a St. Louis Blues fan, player, or coach. Power play goal to start here in the second period and cut it to one goal. Vince Dunn has always been an offensive defenseman. Plays catch with Petrangelo, and you see the screen. I don't know if that touches Steen's stick or not. I think it did Dunn there. Shoot the puck, and let's see what happens right now. Oh, yeah, it definitely goes off of Steen's stick and then off the water bottle. But Dunn does a great job taking that pass from Petrangelo and then changes direction and into the net. And no, no matter what, for St. Louis, that is more of what you need from them a little bit more. Don't Vladimir Tarasenko tonight for St. Louis. Back out to Petrangelo. And then across for a shot. Score! Vince Dunn beating Barubi. It's the second power play goal of the period for the Blues. They tie the game at two. Well, the power play's kicking in for St. Louis after a tough start. And there's the penalty by Duncan Keith on Vladi Sabotka. Clearly hits him in the head with a stick. Didn't affect Sabolka's ability to make a play. And then Alex Petrangelo over to Dunn. Does this change direction again? Off of Jane Schwartz or does it beat Barubi clean? But a real good screen. Nice fake. Stop and pop. And then a puck gets to the back of the net. Is anyone shocked about Duncan Keith using a stick to hurt somebody? I'm not. This guy continues to do this. And the league just babies him. Gives him one suspension after another. And I know this one wasn't bad. But you've got to be in control of your stick. You've been in a league a long time. You know how to keep your stick in control. Come on, Duncan. The Blues get those two goals to get them back in it. Shock, shock. They were both power play goals. And I know I say this all the time, but that's so nice to see. Two power play goals in a game for the Blues would be like you and I finding a $100 bill on the street. That's how rare it is. So it's great to see them do that. That first power play goal was two minutes, two seconds in. Steen's 14th goal of the year, and Steen had a pretty dang good game. Dunn had an awesome game, gets his 15th assist. Petrangelo had an awesome game. The defensemen are coming through for the Blues, gets his 33rd assist. The Blues are at 2-1 to one against the Blackhawks. That second goal that tied it up, as I said, was also a power play goal. Dunn gets his fifth goal of the year. Petrangelo gets his 34th assist, and Braden Shin gets his 35th. Five minutes, 14 seconds in. We are tied up again. Getting close to the end of the second period, you're thinking the teams are going to go in tied 2-2, two to two, but it wasn't meant to be. Another bad play. Chicago just out-hustled the Blues, got down to a puck that had a chance of being an icing call, and they scored with just two seconds left in the second period to take the lead 3-2. to two. And Estroza, first one to the puck. I'm winding down, puck in front, they score! But now this might be waved off. The officials 
get together once again. That's Graham Skilleter signaling goal. What an effort. What an effort by Vinny Hinestroza. David Camp drives hard to the net, but that whole thing was set up by Vinny Hinestroza winning a foot race. Goes in deep. He's working against Colton Pareko. Spin one time, spin another time, create time and space, throw it out front. There's David Camp beating Barbershev to the net. Awesome effort by Innistrosa. And an amazing finish to give the Hawks a 3-2 lead. So the Blues give up a late goal in the first period. 52 seconds left. So the Blackhawks went in 2 to nothing after the first period. Now they give up a late goal with two seconds left. They're not playing bad, but these type of mistakes just kill you. That goal would be scored by David Camp, his fourth of the year. Hinnestrosa gets his 17th assist. Keith gets his 30th assist. And the Blackhawks, as I said, go into the intermission up 3-2. to two. The Blues outshot the Blackhawks in that period and had more scoring chances than the Blackhawks did. They outshot them 14-10. to 10. Going into the third period, you're just hoping the Blues can come back and do something. You know, they've come back from a 2 to nothing deficit. Can they come back from a 3-2 to two deficit? Well, heck yes, they can. And it would be Sabotka getting his 11th goal, 15 minutes, 24 seconds in. We are knotted up at three. Here's Gunnarsson across. Done with a shot. Deflected wide by Brodziak. Puck comes out in front. Score! Knocked in by Sabotka. The Blues tie the game at three. You can just feel this coming. There was a sense of urgency from the Blues. Chicago was sitting back a little bit too much. Dunn gets the puck through. Brodziak, one of the depth players you were alluding to, wins a race to get a puck. Gustafson's not paying attention. He doesn't even know where Sabotka is. Sabotka puts it to the back of the net, and we got a tied game. Yes, indeed, we do have a tied game. That would be Sabotka's 11th goal. Brodziak gets his 15th assist. As I said, Dunn, just a great game. Gets his 16th assist with four minutes and 36 seconds left. The Blues are tied at three apiece. At this point, I was so excited about it, thinking, man, this team's playing great. They're going to come in and get a late goal. They're going to win this one four to three in regulation. Well, it wasn't meant to be. The guy that killed him in the first period, Alex DeBrinkett, gets his 25th goal of the year, his third goal of the game, just about a minute and 23 seconds after Sabotka tied it, DeBrinkett puts the Hawks up. Four to three. Now Yurko with it. Four and Isimov. Artem and Isimov. Stick handling. Defended by Dunn. Out for a shot by Seabrook. And now to break it. Scores! Patrick! 4-3 Chicago! And Isimov, probably with his best sequence of the game, gets a punt back to Seabrook. That hits Thomas Yurko and down he goes. And then Anisimov with the slick feet over to the right hand and shooting to Brinkett. And he's going to get that and waste no time whipping that up and over. Jake Allen. But a pure goal scorer, that puck was rolling. DeBrinket wasted no time, just got it and whipped it. DeBrinket was definitely the star of the game for the Blackhawks. A hat trick, had that big first period. Gets his 25th goal of the year. Three minutes and 13 seconds left in the third period. Chicago's back up 4-3. to three. Anisimov gets his ninth assist. Yurko gets his fourth assist. You know, the Blues are down 4-3, to three, but you really weren't panicking much. The way this team kept coming back, kept coming back, I think most Blues fans thought they had a chance to tie it up. Alex Petrangelo put a shot on goal, and it gets by Barube, and we're tied at four each with just a minute, 
22 seconds left in the third period. Six skaters on the ice for St. Louis. Here is done with a shot, stick to side by Barubi. 125 to play. Schwartz out to Petrangelo, a shot, score! The Blues tie it with a minute 22 remaining. Craig Barubi set it up on the timeout. The assistant coach for the St. Louis Blues, Schwartz working hard. He keeps it in and has the strength to get that to the net. I don't know if that changes direction or not, but that goes in off the post and past Barubi. Tie game. This team just battled so much last night. That is the Blues. They just kept battling no matter how far they got behind. They didn't panic. They played as a team. They played for each other. And you could just tell that they thought they could come back at any time. And they did come back the whole game. They didn't have the lead at all in this game. Just a great team effort. It's tied at four. Great goal by Petrangelo is 15th of the year. Just a great game by Petrangelo. Schwartz, 31st assist. Dunn, another great game by the youngster. 17th assist, 18.38 of the third. We are at four apiece. Going into overtime, you just felt like the Blues were going to do something special. You just felt like they were going to win this in overtime. I honestly wasn't thinking about a shootout. Most times when the Blues go into overtime, I'm kind of hoping to get to a shootout. I just had a feeling they were going to win this game. It wasn't by someone I thought that would be on the ice to win this game. But man, you got to give him credit. He played a pretty good game last night. Way to go, Berglund. The Blues win 5-4. to four. Out to Petrangelo. Now Steen to the far circle. Shot. Score! The flex off Barubi and in. Patrick Berglund wins it for the St. Louis Blues in overtime 5-4. That puck never changed directions. It just goes right through Barubi and eventually crawls its way over the goal line. Steen with the little blind pass over to Berglund and then the odorous goal. Two huge points for the St. Louis Blues. Such a big goal by Berglund. Probably one of the biggest goals this year for the Blues. They needed a win. They needed to get within a point of the playoffs, and that's what they did. That goal was Berglund's 10th. Steen gets an assist, his 28th. Petrangelo, again, gets another point. His 35th assist, 3 minutes, 31 seconds into overtime. The Blues take this one to the bank. Just an exciting game. Whether you're a Blues fan or Blackhawks fan, I know Blackhawks fans never like it when the Blues beat them. The Blues don't like it when the Blackhawks beat them. But it was a fun game to watch. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. The Blues had 41 shots on goal. Blackhawks had 30. Faceoffs pretty even, but in favor of the Blackhawks at 51% to 49%. The Blues had those two huge power play goals. They were two for three on the power play. The Blackhawks were one for one on the power play. Hits 43 for the Blues, 24 for the Blackhawks. Blues played physical. Blocks decently even, 16 for the Blues. 20 for the Blackhawks, giveaways, 8 for the Blues, and 11 for the Blackhawks. Let's go ahead and go to the post-game interviews, of course. We're going to hear from Jake Allen, Vince Dunn, and of course Coach Mike on another big win against a Western Conference foe. I think every game against the Hawks is crazy like that. You know, it's fun. You never know what you're going to get. It's a roller coaster of emotions in the game, especially for us. You know, we're still fighting for our lives. Oh, sorry. And... 
Um, you know, it was awesome to see that last one go in from everyone's perspective. Jake, the way the guys responded after giving up that late one at the end of the second period just speak volumes. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, we could have easily just folded it up, honestly. Uh, I think a lot of teams probably would have just, you know, it takes a lot out of you. You know, it, was, it sucks. Uh, two, two or three seconds left to get a goal to go down in a period, but uh, we know we're fighting for our lives right now, and, you know, every point's crucial. And, you know, it was a resilient comeback by everyone. You know, it was a, it's a crazy game, a lot of weird bounces, a lot of crazy bounces, fun back and forth, entertaining game, and uh, it was fun to be a part of, and good to obviously be on our side. Can you sum up the on? weekend? You know, obviously four points, not the easiest way, but you found a way to get them. Yeah. I could care less if it's a 9-8 game right now or a one nothing game, as long as we're getting wins. And I think that's the mentality we have right now, and it's, um, you know, we uh, we have to put as many as we can together here. Like I said before, even if we can grab a point out of a game somehow, it, uh, it moves us up uh, instead of staying put. Jake, that had just been a, a, just a bad range of emotions. You get one taken away about a minute earlier, and then that one there, yeah. you know, goes in kind of weird. I mean, the way you were able to rebound from it. That's basically the way the game was going. You know, it was back and forth, back and forth, up and down, up and down. And, um, you know, uh, I was impressed by the guys. You know, we didn't have a, the greatest first period. Be honest, but uh, we bounced back. It was a back and forth second period, a couple of big power play goals, and um, you know I think that's hopefully going to spring a lot of confidence for our guys. You know, just honestly, not not tic tac beautiful goals, just throw pucks to the net and they went in. What can you say about your night? You had shots coming at you from all angles and just about every way possible. Oh, good. You know, I was I was disappointed in the goal at this end of the second. You know, I. Uh, that can't go in at this time of year. It doesn't matter how it went in. But uh, other than that, I felt I felt really good. You know, I had some good saves out there, and just giving the boys a chance. And uh, they're uh, they're finding ways to, to put them in right now, and um, it's fun. It's, it's fun hockey. What happened there on your perspective? What, 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 what did you get? What kind of sense did you get there uh, on the goal? Yeah, there's a hole in my pad. <laughs> but you, you, you kept your focus. I mean, you kept yeah. sharp. You made a lot of big saves. Goals go in. Uh, like right now, it, it's not about how they go in. It's about how you respond. Uh, if if it's a tic-tac-toe back or a goal or it's a shot from the other end of the ice that I let in, let in it's the way I respond and how I regroup and, and how I, I play for this team. It's, it's not about me. It's about how we can get uh, points right now. Just another normal average hockey game, huh? Yeah, a lot of emotion, a lot of ups and downs there again. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, we we have to look that we can get past a little adversity in the games, and I think we saw that yesterday too. And um, you know, tonight we, we did a good job following it right through the end. Not a bad debut for you in this building with four points tonight. Just f feeling it, part of the offensive flow. Yeah, I think um, you know the forwards made my job easy back there. Um, both my goals, it's it's great plays by Petro to, to slide it over to me and give me room, and um, you know Steiner out front to take the goalie's eyes away. So um, all the kudos to them, uh, making my shot a little easier to get through. And um, you know we battled at the net and found a way to get a couple of greasy goals. And um, you know those were the ones that um, got us through to the end of the game. And Vince, you were you were put on the the first unit because Vladdy was hurt, right? So you were back on the first unit. Yeah, yeah I was a little used to that. Um, you know I was playing with them a couple. Couple weeks ago on that unit, so um, you know I think we're all pretty familiar with each other now. By the end of the season here, um, you know everyone's contributing and everyone's making the plays that we need to to be more successful. Max, what's it like when, when you know Vladdy's not going to play tonight? You take a big offensive guy out of your lineup. Uh, is it just a next man up mentality there? Yeah, we've had injuries all year. I think um, everybody's known that. So um, guys have stepped in and, and played in different roles. Um, 
and I think everyone's kind of taking it on to themselves and making sure they're doing the right thing when they're out there. So, um, you know, when we lose guys like that, it's obviously really unfortunate. He's, he's one of our best players and, um, you know, he's a big guy in the room to, to talk to or, or um, to hear a big voice uh, when we're not doing so well. So, um, you know, having a guy like that out is really unfortunate, but um, I think at the end of the day, other guys stepped in and did a great job. You went from having a goal taken away in the second period to having one go in with like 1.4 seconds left. How, how do you guys keep that from being deflating? Yeah, it's hard. Um, it's hard emotionally, and I think um, like yesterday, we stuck to it to the end, and um, we found a way to pick each other up and, and make sure we didn't give up on each other. And, um, you know, when times are tough, we can't go quiet on each other. So I think just sticking together and making sure everyone's on the same page and um, coming together as a team and making sure that you're just taking care of your own job. Really big come from behind um, wins, but you know tonight was another level playing back-to-back -back games, and um, you know you look at what happened in the game, whether it's the disallowed goal, whether it's the, the the goal with under two seconds left, and then to battle back, and then to give up another one with just over four minutes left. Uh, you know, for our guys to continue to fight the way that they did, uh, pretty impressive. How do you overcome all those things? I mean, that's for for one game. For yeah, all those things that and you happen. throw Vladi being out too. Obviously, we we had to play. There was a few guys that, that we had to play an awful lot in this game and, and uh, to rely on very heavily, um, you know, what is character at that time. That's all it is. You're, you're not allowed to be tired. You're not allowed to be, you know, frustrated, whatever it is. You know, obviously we understand just the, the importance, the significance of every play and, uh, and found a way. How do you keep that sequence at the end of the second period from just being deflating? Well, I think you know the way we approach it was quite simply it just can't happen. You know it, that 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 you can't have you know every single play that you're out there for it doesn't matter what it is has to match our situation the, as far as your desperation and uh, and you know you let your guard down for a minute and uh, and those plays will cost us and uh, but but thankfully we we responded and and uh, found a way to bounce back. Mike, what Guys, was said on the disallowed goal? What was said to you? They were, just, you were you surprised it got overturned? Uh, I, you know, I, I can't say that I am. You know, it was from the view that I had, it was a little bit hard to tell. I think that the TV view, I think that uh, the NBC view um, was a little bit more clear as far as what the NHL was looking at. Um, so it's it's hard to argue, you know, that if, if it's inconclusive, I, you know, I know what I would want called in that situation. So it's frustrating, it's disappointing, I think, as... As coaches and players, I think we knew that the puck was in the net, but uh, but you're not going to get the call. You can't sit around and dwell on that. You guys have been through so much this season. What, what do these last two games say about your about your team? Well, we got a lot. We got a still, uh, you know, a, a good portion of our season that we have to continue to say something. So, uh, for the way I see some guys battling and competing, and and um, you know what they're showing as far as how we don't want to go away. Um, you know, I think it says a lot, but like I said, we've we've still got a ways to go here, and, and uh, we'll enjoy this one. We'll have a day off tomorrow, and uh, and then obviously we'll get regrouped for uh, for another challenge against Boston. Mike Petro's gotten some big goals, obviously, but is, is he playing his best hockey right now? Well, you know what? That's that's what you're counting on, right? Is your leaders and and uh, and your top players to to go out there and perform at a, at a really high level when the season's on the line, when the games are on the line, and uh, and we're getting that from those guys. 
what, have you, what are you seeing from him offensively right now that's just allowing him to be as assertive as he is? Well, he's shooting pucks, but there's, you know, Petro's game is so much more than, than the scoring. Obviously, he gets four points tonight, shows up on the score sheet. Um, there's so many subtle plays and, and, and huge plays that he makes in our own zone, the defending, um, you know, the way that he, he plays against uh, top players, uh, you know, he's, he's, his game is, is, very, is at a very high level right now. People have gotten on Bergwin and whatnot regarding some of his play recently. Just glad to see him be able to. I'm happy. I thought that he responded with a much better game today. I thought that he played confident and uh, he was assertive. He was strong in his battles and uh, strong on the puck. There were a lot of good things that we've seen in this game. And I know there was a few bad things, but the Blues made adjustments and they won the game. That's all that matters. The good things, Dunn had a big breakout game. Petrangelo had another big game like he was having at the beginning of the season. He's looking confident, both offensively and defensively. But the big thing to me was the play of Patrick Berglund. I thought he played a very steady game. And as Coach Mike said, he looked more confident. Recently, and for a lot of the season, he's looked lost. Like he doesn't have a purpose. And he was not that way last night. The Blues need him to continue to play that way if they want to get in the playoffs and have success. They've got a lot of big games coming up here, guys. They got Boston Wednesday at home, and then Friday they're at home against Vancouver. They got to hit the road after that with the Blue Jackets, a tough team to play at their home arena. Then they've got the Sharks at home. They got the Vegas Knights in Las Vegas on the 30th, and then the next night again, they've got Arizona. So the Blues need to play well in these next six games. I'd like to see them win four or five out of these six. I think that's really going to solidify a playoff spot for them, and that's what they need to do. Yeah, you can get in the playoffs if other teams play bad, such as Calgary, Colorado, Dallas, You know, but you don't want to get in that way. You want to get in confidently and playing well going into the playoffs. Look what happened to the Predators last year. The Predators started gelling right at the last part of the season, and They were in the Stanley Cup against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they could have very easily won that series. It's now time for the segment of Question the Drop. This next question comes in from Katie, and she's asking, would you rather have Mike Hoffman or John Tavares? Well, I think they're both good players in their own regards, but Tavares is a center, and it would be nice to have another center. Can you imagine him with Tarasenko. I know Shins played well with Tarasenko, but I think John Tavares would be great on this team. I know a lot of people are thinking, well, Hoffman's going to be cheaper with his salary. He's got one year left on his contract. He can help you. And I fully understand that. I think Hoffman's a little overrated. I think he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But if you're going to ask me who I want, I'm going to say John Tavares. Tavares is going to cost you more money, but you can tie him down. I would just hate to see the Blues make a trade and give up something of value to have Hoffman for a year. Yeah, it's possible that he could come in here and really like the place and sign a contract after that. I would just prefer to have Tavares. He's probably going to cost you somewhere between $9.5 and $11.5 million a year. But man, he would look great in a Blues uniform. I don't know if Armstrong can pull it off and get him signed. I don't know if he wants to come to the Blues especially after the way they've played in the second half of the year. He says he wants to go to a contender. And we all know he's not signing back with the Islanders. 
So he's not real happy there right now. He wants to go to a winning team. He wants to go to a city that appreciates him. And I know the Blues would, definitely would. So Katie, that's my answer to that question. That's the best I can answer it. But uh, they're both good players. I just think uh, Hoffman's a little overrated. And I don't think anyone can overrate Tavares. He's just a great player. I want to thank you guys again for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, and of course, let's go Blues! This has been The Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lansd at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.